Good evening, everyone. So, any questions tonight? <laughs> yes, Samati. Um, I heard recently that Srimati Radharani's sister, Ananda Manjari. Ananga. Ananga Manjari, right, is the um, internal potency of Lord Balaram, which is um, that Janava Devi is a manifestation of Ananda Manjari who married Lord Nityananda. But I had never read it anywhere, I just heard someone say it. And I was wondering if that's true or mm-hmm. you know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, in Krishna Leela, then um, Ananga, Ananga means without a body. Ananga, no angas. <laughs> but uh, um, that aside, um, Ananga Manjari is said to be the name of Radharani's younger sister. It's also said that the epithet Manjari does not apply to her actually actual sentiment. Hmm? And that would be the case in as much as it's understood that um, she has, at times, direct uh, relationship with Krishna, which is something that, uh, the absence of which, the unwillingness for, is characteristic of the handmaidens of Radha. And... um, while she is the Shakti of Balaram, it's important to understand that while the Shakti of the Godhead, who is the Shakti Man, kind of the Shakti Man, the energetic and Shakti, the energy, are one and, and different. They're one in that the Shakti is dependent upon the Shakti Man, the energy, for example, of a generator by which electricity is produced is dependent upon the generator. The generator generates energy. So they're they're different. You don't say, you know, the generator's on. I guess you do if you're off grid sometimes, but <laughs> but the lights are on, the energy's on. So at any rate they want a different. So, uh, uh, at at the same time, I'm, I've spoken for a moment here about the oneness. It's the difference between them, the Shakti and the Shakti Man, that is important and perhaps more important in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, because it speaks to how the Leela then uh, plays out. If you look from the uh, Tattva point of view. That the Shakti and the Shakti Man are one. It's kind of like looking at the world from like a scientific point of view and separating a modern, like say modern science, say for example, and separating out everything. And uh, uh, I was once at a conference in San Francisco on consciousness and modern science, something like this. Was like 30 years ago, and um, this Nobel laureate. Uh, among other uh, 
scientists of renown were, were present. And anyway, they were. He was giving a little introductory talk, and he said that on the way to the uh, conference, he was pulled over for speeding. And so the policeman approached the car and he said, "Do you know how fast you're going? You were going." And he was living in this, like, you know, astrophysics world <laughs> kind of a thing, you know. So it, it, it really took him out of the immediate, the practical, empiric reality of what's happening and, and so forth. He didn't know how to answer the question. He was stunned <laughs> at first. So, um, <laughs> um, just like, give, give another example, you could look at the love of a young young boy and a young girl as just hormones. It's not untrue, hmm? um, but it takes the life out of that. Hmm? That may be a good thing to some extent if you want to, but um, uh, it's only to some extent. So similarly, when you look at the... Uh, um, um, the philosophy, strictly from a point of view of tattva, like we're looking at the Leela and we say, okay, there's, there's uh, Ananga Manjari is the Shakti of Balaram, they're one. Radharani is the Shakti of Krishna, they're one. Well, if they're one and, and not different and the difference isn't emphasized, then there's no room for the practical reality to play itself out. The illusion of parakya, of of Radharani not being married. You can say from a tattva point of view, everyone's married to Krishna. Hmm? This is how Sukadeva answered Parikshit Maharaj in the Bhagavatam when he told the story of Radha and Krishna's the consummation of their love affair in, in the Rasa Leela. Then the the, the 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 Raj asked, "It looks sounds like you know the Krishna, the Godhead, is consorting with." Uh, with, with others uh, who aren't who he's not married to, that's a hard thing to swallow. How do I, you know, digest that? And Sukadeva the sage replied, "You should understand that Krishna is the husband of the gopis' husbands. Mm-hmm. So there's a play, right? There's an illusion that, for example, the gopis are otherwise spoken for." Um, and uh, and the connection with Krishna is illicit, but from a tattva point of view, it's 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 it, it, they belong to Krishna. There, there's there's no um, trans, transgression. Hmm? Um, but so we need to emphasize that sometimes. But it's not what's going to be emphasized in the leela itself, and and that insight will not allow the leela to play itself out. Hmm? You understand? They have to actually think um, in the context of the illusion of the Bhava. This is a positive illusion. Hmm? Uh, just like within the Sarup Shakti, which Bhakti is constituted of the internal energy of Krishna that governs the affairs of the Leela, it follows him like a shadow, anticipating his, his desires and, and facilitating them and so forth. There, there are three aspects of this elemental kind of constituents of this Sarup Shakti: Sandini, Samvit, Ladini. Hmm? So Samvit is the is the is the cognitive aspect. So there's the existential aspect, Sandini, 
existence, and the dom, the abode, is is an expansion of that. So then there's the cognitive aspect, the knowing, knowing that I'm the handmaiden of Radha, knowing that I'm the friend of Krishna, for example. And then there's the ananda, or the haladini, the bliss, that, that corresponds with that particular kind of knowing. Hmm? That particular kind of knowing has a corresponding type of bliss, and, and, and all the types of knowing there and the corresponding bliss are being enacted on the sandini, or we call suddha-sattva, vishuddha-sattva, ex- extraordinarily pure existence. You can have a sattva, an existence, like I was saying the other, other day, sattva-guna, is that about things which makes them known? A tree, a stone, makes itself known. It has some sattva in it. Do you understand? And sattva, therefore, in this world, presides over knowledge. And if you have very, very refined influence of sattva only, or to the, to the, to, I should say, to, in the predominating sense, in a very refined form of sattva, then you can know the atma. Hmm? You can be an atma ram, a person who takes ram, pleasure, only in the atma, like Sukadev. Hmm? Um, of course, the problem there, as I've said before, is that you have to go from atmananda to at least brahmananda to be amukta, to be out of samsara, to be free from the all the gunas, including the influence of sattva guna. Hmm? And that requires some ingress of bhakti into your practice, whether it be gyan or yoga, hmm? um, to attain brahman, the paramatma feature, respectively, or could be a mixture of jnana and bhakti by which we attain a certain feature of Bhagavan or just ananya bhakti, bhakti, uttam bhakti, unto itself, hmm? um, where prem is the ideal, so forth, right? So that's why it's very, I always found it very charming that uh, in a in the Brihat Bhagavatamrita of Sanatana Goswami, there is a long discussion um, that takes place, a debate, about uh, uh, amongst different scriptures personified hmm? as to the efficacy of gyan as a method for attaining mukti and the efficacy efficacy of bhakti. Hmm? And so the debate goes back and forth, back and forth, and the bhakti texts predominate, of course, and they win out. But in the the course of the discussion in Sanatana's um, commentary, hmm? um, while well, it's established that in order to attain any form of mukti, whether it be Brahman, Paramatma, or Bhagavan, as I'm mentioning, bhakti has to be factored into the practice. You can attain a status of a jivan mukta from the jnani point of view, atmaram, hmm? like Sukadev, self-realization, Bhakti Atmananda, the Ananda of the Atma. Hmm? Without Bhakti. But, as I've explained, you're still under the influence of the Sattva Guna, so you're not fully a Mukta. 
So Sanatana Goswami says, so what? So you could attain Atmaram. So what? I then thought, yeah, that's like, um, so you almost won. <laughs> In fact, you got so close, you were just one, one yard from the, from, the, from the end zone, and you didn't get there. It's, <laughs> it's now it's even worse. So <laughs> better, better you didn't, didn't try out for the game <laughs> or something. <laughs> Uh, so, um, just uh, 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 as, an, as an aside, <clears throat> so point is that at any rate, uh, all of the uh, participation in the lila, different types of knowing, some of it, corresponding with the types of ananda, are all being enacted on Sudasattva or within the jurisdiction of the internal energy of Krishna. It's a liberated uh, uh, realm and, and, and status. And I bring that up only because the the, the samvit, hmm, the knowing aspect of the uh, Swarup Shakti, is uh, in Braj in particular, hmm, presided over the, by the goddess Yogamaya. Hmm. Now Yogamaya creates an illusion, but that illusion is the highest knowing because it is the knowing by which one acts in such a way as to bring the greatest pleasure to Krishna and subsequently to oneself. Do you understand? Hmm? You follow me? And it's very, it's it's curious, it's peculiar, because yoga maya is a is a deluding spirit. It's a delude. It's a divine ignorance, so to speak. So the divine ignorance is the highest knowing. And the highest bliss, after all, it said, ignorance is bliss, right? And as we're talking about it, there's some truth to that. <laughs> Very peculiar. And it's also true uh, in this world, tamaguna is the bliss, right? Hmm? That's the happiness, right? And it's not... It, 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 and then you're told it may feel good, but it may not be good for you. But it feels good. And then, if it feels good, do it. This is the this is the this is the tamaguna of the 60s and 70s. Still with us to some extent, I guess. Feels good, do it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so there, in, in the brudge, then there's there there's this illusion, hmm? where the sedanta, the tattva, which includes the oneness, for example, between the shakti and the shakti man, is not operative. It's not um, part of the thinking, otherwise the functions and interactions, the bhava could not take place. So, therefore, overall, in a in a broader sense, we as Godis emphasize the difference. Hmm? We emphasize the oneness between shakti and shakti man, the advaigyan, the non-duality of the absolute, and then and, and, and qualify it at the same time. To distinguish it from a a radical non-dualism or a, an absolute non-dualism, where there is no other, and there is nothing to do, there's nowhere to talk, nowhere to go, no, kind of a just shanti shanti it would be similar to uh, the indeterminate realization of indeterminate or nirvishesh brahman, without any qualities. So that's just rest, peace. In that situation. 
the equation of Sat Chidananda is such that the Sat predominates, I exist. Hmm? The, the knowledge is, I know that I exist. The Ananda is, whew, that's a relief. <laughs> hmm. Now if you go to the other end of the spectrum, from Brahman realization to Bhagawan and Swayam Bhagavan, Sri Krishna, then the, dom- the predominant factor in the, th- the, the three elements is the ananda. Hmm? And the ananda, the bliss or the love, hmm, presides. I've, saw, I've said before, Brahman realization is to love to exist. Krishna realization is to exist to love. There's a big difference between the two. Which is better? Can you repeat that? Yeah. Brahman realization of the jnanis is to love to exist. Oh, I exist, and I don't die. I'm eternal. I'm loving this. Compared to living and thinking I might, could die, I have to eat, I have to eat the right things. Hmm? I can't eat the wrong things. It's a complicated life, right? Hmm? So to love to exist, it's, it's understandable. But jnan means to pursue this idea, I love to exist, and bhakti means I exist to love. That's sweeter. Hmm? That's more. So, in bhakti, therefore, the ananda feature, the loving feature, the bliss, is prominent. And that's why in Vrindavan, the existence, the, the, the realm, it, one of the reasons why it appears to be so insubstantial. It's not metropolitan, it's rural, it's simple cow sheds, uh, uh, how you call it, uh, uh, covered wagons pulled by oxen, and, and so forth. Uh, it's 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 as if to s- say that, well, if you love someone, it doesn't matter where you live. Hmm? It doesn't matter that you don't know. They're they're depicted as being unknowing. The cowherd people are not educated, literate. Um, when the sages come, you know, they ask for advice, how to get out of samsara. So they're, they, they appear, they appear ignorant. They appear, their, their level of existence is in the low end of the Vedic and Varnashram society. But their love is for Krishna is, is, is exceeds anything like Sugadeva Sankrita, Punja Punja. What kind of love do they have? Like, it's just, you can't find this in Brahman and Paramatma and Vaikuntha. When you speak of in the material world, put it all together, all the bliss from all of that wouldn't compare to what what they're experiencing in, in sporting with Krishna, herding cows with him, and so on and so forth. Huh? His mind's the Sukadev. He was an Atmaram. Hmm? His mind was a bit blown hmm? by that. Hmm? So, um, of course, that said, the at the same time, while well, the, the, the Ananda feature is prominent, the loving feature is prominent, it's still the, the loving existence is the best existence, and a loving is the best knowing. We said this the other night, Raja Vidya is manmanabhavamadbhakto. Hmm? Love me, Krishna's be my devotee, that's the highest knowledge. But that knowledge plays itself out as an apparent um, ignorance, so High is the bliss, we should say. Hmm? That the knowledge of Krishna's Bhagawan, of course, is obscured hmm? by the bliss. That's why they can have the intimacy. If that knowledge of that he is God was not obscured, they couldn't get as close to him. Hmm? Such as the power of this uh, Prem Bhakti. So, at any rate, there's a kind of unknowing 
That's the highest knowing. Because some of it there is presided over by Yoga Maya, hmm? who's the deluding influence, hmm? which is the highest knowledge. So you want to be deluded in that way. So, so the, the point is that um, that therefore, when we talk about Shakti and Shakti Man in the Leela, and when we speak about it from in terms of Bob and and and, and trying to share that or or uh, churn that 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 Baba, the difference has to be emphasized. Hmm? Let me give you another example. Radha and Krishna are one, right? She's the Shakti, he's the Shakti Man. She's the energy, he's the energetic. They're one. Hmm? But if we don't emphasize the difference, then it would seem there would be no need for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? He's Krishna, trying to figure out how he is experienced more fully by Radha than he can experience himself and his own bliss unto himself. If there were one, then there'd be no need for he would already know. If there was no difference, there would be this drama wouldn't play out. There would be no need for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So th- this is another way in which we emphasize the difference. Hmm? So similarly, we should emphasize the difference between Ananga Manjari and Balaram. There's absolutely no statement anywhere in the scriptures, hmm? the core scriptures of the founding Acharyas, that says Balaram desires to taste Madhurya Rasa, and therefore he expands as an Angamanjari. You won't find that statement anywhere. Hmm? In Govinda Lilamrita, which is a very high Leela book, you do find Krishnadas Kaviraj, the author, saying in one place, uh, identifying Ananga with Anantasesh. And it's just a, it's a one line. Hmm. That's just to emphasize m- my point. Because I say this because some devotees say, and Balaram is also tastes Madhurya Rasa because he's an Anga Manjari. As among an Anga Manjari, he's tasting Madhurya Rasa. Um, um, so uh, there's no statement in the scripture like that. That that make that would mean like okay. So again, you, you wouldn't you there would be no need for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You play the whole thing out, right? In relation to Balaram and Ananga Manjari, if, uh, the same thing would apply to Radha and Krishna. Hmm? But it doesn't. We know that. So we emphasize the difference. Hmm? And there's a difference in the bhava between the two. That's a prominent difference. She's in Madhurya Rasa, Madhurya Bhava, Madhurya Rati, and Balaram is in, in Sakyarati. And indeed, his Sakurati is Sankul, so it's bundled with Vatsa, an element of Vatsali, as we know, and an element of Dasya. Hmm? And those two, in particular, are incompatible with Madhurya. Hmm? While Sakurasa itself is compatible with Madhurya Rasa. You, 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 the, the, the Sankul Rati hmm, is not compatible. Hmm? That, that mixture is not compatible with Madhurya Rasa. Neither is Dasya or Vatsali under themselves compatible with um, with Madhurya. So, uh, make a case for the Bhav of Balaram, of which there's considerable uh, 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 that has been written about that. And the, 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 the lens through which the Godias look at Balaram. I mean, we take, let's give some examples about Balaram's romantic life in general, hmm? right? Um, 
during the holy, holy is a festival of colors, they call it now, right? Um, uh, during the holy festival, everybody in Braj is throwing colors on, on one another, right? It's a big religious festival, actually. Um, and uh, uh, based on Puranic references to other uh, Leela occurrences and so with other avatars. So at any rate, we'll go into that. But um, the this is depicted in the Bhagavatam, and Krishna and Balaram are there, both of them, with gopis, and they're throwing the colors. And along with Krishna and Balaram and the gopis, who else is there? All of Krishna's other friends, right? This is a very different setting than Krishna's Rasa Leela with the gopis. Quite different. So the what sentiments will come out or be expressed will be quite different, right? There, nonetheless, it's said that some gopis developed a crush on a childhood crush on Balaram. It couldn't be, you know, much said about it or anything done about it or anything. Hmm? Nothing was done about it. Hmm? Meanwhile, after some time, Krishna goes to Mathura and and Dwarka with uh, with Balaram, and at a certain point. He sends Balaram back to Vrindavan to bring a message to the inhabitants that, that hang on, I'm going to return. Hmm? He had already sent a message through Uddhava, but it had been a long time. He hadn't come yet, so he's sending Balaram. And Balaram is better equipped to pass on the message. Really, Uddhava was sent to get a message and learn about the bobs of, of, of Braj. And his, his, his message kind of fell flat when he spoke it to the gopis they interpreted it in a way that he had never understood it before and became enlightened as to their perspective hmm? and prayed that he could take birth there and be touched by the, the dust of their their feet and so forth. Now, Balaram is not in need of such enlightenment. Hmm? So when he sent, he's a better carrier, a bearer of the message that Krishna will return and he is very, very capable of representing Krishna. So when he went to Vrindavan, he goes to represent Krishna. That's the purpose. Hmm? It's said that he so well represented Krishna when speaking to Krishna's gopis, Radha and Krishna's gopis, that his complexion turned from Pondra to Sham, hmm? from light to dark. Hmm? He was so successful in representing Krishna. But if you study the language of the Bhagavatam in terms of their conversations, Balaram speaks with great respect for the gopis, and the gopis with great respect for him, not like they spoke with Krishna in private, hmm? arguing with him and criticizing him and so forth. Uh, so Balaram's there in a, in a, in a representative um, sense, representing uh, Krishna, right? Hmm? And so he he gives the message, and then Radharani is is, is convinced that, that I mean this is Balaram. They you know they they know this is the childhood friend also you know, of Krishna. They know him. You know he's he's, he's the older brother of uh, of our our lover, and he's he's vouching for it. He's going to come back. So they they believe him. The message gets through, hmm? and then um, Radharani says, "Okay, uh, now I have." Still a lingering one request for you. My request for you is that during the holy festival, long time ago, some gopis developed affection for you. And all this time, 
Hmm? They've been carrying that hmm? in their hearts. And now you're back. So I ask you to marry them. Hmm? And he says, well, I'll have to ask Nanda Marsh about that. Hmm? So he hesitates. Hmm? Right? He wasn't sent there for that purpose, number one. Number two, Radharani asks him, he says, yes, but I have to ask Nanda Maharaj. Then Nanda Maharaj is, is, is asked, and he gives his blessing, yes, you should, should, should do, and so forth. Then I think he may even, uh, uh, want Krishna's approval. I mean, anyway, it's not like the front thing on his mind, yeah. as the point is. He came there with something else in mind, to represent Krishna, right? Not with this in mind. But at the request of others, then he marries. And that, Bhaktisiddhanta Sajitakur comments on it in Chaitanya Bhagavad, is Mariada. That's not even a Rag Marg Leela. Hmm? You understand? Um, so uh, it's very different than the Rasa Leela. And he's not marrying Ananga Manjari, hmm? right? At all. That's That's not part of the picture. Uh, she has a relationship with Krishna. Hmm? And of course he marries them and, it, and, and there's Aishvarya in the Leela. He, manif- he gets drunk on honey and, and Varuni and he drags the, 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 the Jamuna and it's very different than the Rasa Leela. And so this is Balaram. He, his romantic life is there. It's an afterthought. It's, it's, it's a secondary thing. It's like the wife of the best friend of the hero and heroine in the movie, whose name you don't even know. Hmm? That's how you can look at his consort. Like, you've got a hero in the movie, he's married, and he's got a best friend. Hmm? And the best friend's married. Okay. Yeah, she's over there. You know, it's not, she's not a big part. Yeah, she doesn't have a big part in the movie. I don't mean to minimize it, but she didn't have a big part in, in the lens of the Goswamis. Which is the lens to which we want to view the view, view, view the view the view the So our focus then is not in any way on the romantic life of Balaram, which is which is an aside. His ragmarg sensibilities are all arising out of his sakya. Hmm? His sakya relationship with Krishna is entirely uh, ragbhakti, sambandhanuga. Hmm? Whereas his relationship with the, these other gopis is, is mariada. It's a whole different affair. Um, the chapter in which he comes to Vrindavan is to deliver the message of Krishna. It's not to get married. That's just like something happened along the way. Hmm? So this is, again, uh, kind of helping us to look, as we should, at Balaram through the lens of the Goswamis. Hmm? And so, again, nowhere does it say that Balaram wanted to taste Madhurya Rasa, I mean in the core scriptures. Um, and and therefore, uh, he appeared as Ananga Manjari. Now, you go to you go to Gorlila, which is you've also asked about, right? Where where uh, Balaram does marry uh, Janava and um, and uh, what's her name? In, it's a Gorlila name, so she has a Krishna Lila name too. Um, and anyway, Kavi Karnapur, hmm, he says in his book where he identifies the the players in Gaur Leela with the players in Krishna Leela, that Anangamanjari is a combination of, excuse me, Janavi, Janava, I should say, excuse me, Janava, Janavi is the Ganges, Janava is the consort of Nityananda. Janava is 
the combined bhava influence of Ananga Manjari and Revati. Revati is who Balaram married in, in Dwarka. Hmm? So, it's complicated. But now, let's talk about that for a minute. Because Nityananda Prabhu is entirely fixed on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Balaram is fixed on Krishna. Right? Hmm? And he's going to, everywhere, going broadcasting the glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, trying to bring attention to the fact that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna has appeared in the world as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to taste Madhurya Rasa, and it's being distributed. So he's in a, sub, a secondary kind of supportive role of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission. Of course, he has his own Sakyabhav, and that comes out and affects some people, and so that lineage is there. Uh, but it's not that they don't preach about the opportunity for Madhurya Rasa that the, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give. We learned that very clearly from Prabhupada while also being infused with his own um, ecstatic sensibilities for fraternal love, hmm? some of us. So, um, it, now we study the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we find, like I say, Nityananda is acting He's directly involved in Madhurya Rasa in Gorlila. He's not directly involved in 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 Krishna Lila. How is he directly involved in Gorlila? In the way in which it's manifest. Hmm? For dis- for Mahaprabhu's experience and the distribution of that. So he facilitates Mahaprabhu's uh, um, experience and distributes it as Mahaprabhu asks and and so forth. Hmm? He's you, you, you in fact Vrindavan Dastakur says in Chaitanya Bhagavat that Gopi Bhav comes to the world through Nityananda Prabhu. <laughs> because he's the one who pointed out Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, here here he is. He's saying chant Krishna Nam. I'm saying chant Gornam. Chant his name. He's the, There were no Goswami's books out or any philosophy at that time. He started the whole thing. And he had such power and conviction and ecstasy that people followed him. So there were all these tripats uh, preaching centers opened in, in Bengal and so forth. He was preaching widely. And then Mahapu came to Puri. He went with him. Hmm? When he went back with the devotee, he'd come every year, right? He wasn't a married person. And at one point, later in the Leela, hmm, towards the end hmm, of the of the Madhya Leela, when Mahaprabhu would cease to become a public figure, become uh, a... a um, how would you say, uh, Bajananandi and uh, recluse, his Baba took him so much inward that he couldn't function coherently in relation to the outer world, hmm? even to the devotee Sangha. Hmm? So as he's, just as he's starting to, in Puri, he's, he's starting to go in that direction, he tells Nityananda Prabhu, go back to Bengal, stay there, and get married, and spread Krishna consciousness. The implication being, I'm a sannyasi. I've taken sannyas for the purpose of disseminating Krishna bhakti. Because people automatically in the culture take the sannyasi seriously. So it, it just creates a teaching moment to be in that order. Hmm? So as a ploy, as a, as a technique, he adopted uh, sannyas, right? And he was able to Create create a teaching moment by that and widely disseminate. However, there are some restrictions with the sannyas order as well. Hmm? 
restrictions is that the sannyasis are not supposed to be in places of ill repute. Otherwise, they'll get a bad reputation themselves. Hmm? Right? People are supposed to come to them, hmm? and they're supposed to stay in the holy place, you know, to, to an extent. But you're not going to find them in a brothel. Hmm? If you find, a, you know, Marge, I saw him at the bar last night. <laughs> Problem. You know, he's going to say, "Well, I was there just uh, just preaching." You know, I had to take a drink because you got to, you know, when the Rome do as the Romans, but it's not going to go too far, right? His reputations will be spoiled, like like just one dot of black ink on a white cloth ruins the whole thing. You know, so so there were some restrictions. Now it's an interesting interesting to point out that the restrictions of the sannyas are not with regard to what one can say, but where one can go. Hmm? A, a, a person that I know uh, uh, once said that now the sannyas at this time is a PhD. If you get a PhD, that's the equivalent of taking sannyas because you create a teaching moment. As I, I, I think that's what he said, what, what he what he what he meant. Hmm? Well, they are different. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. But um, and not long ago, I had some correspondence with this with person, um, and uh, he he is a scholar. So I suggested to him, and I've written a nice book. Uh, some other devotee scholars have endorsed it. Maybe you'd like to look at it and endorse it. And he said, I can't endorse it because um, my publisher is very careful about what I endorse and what I what I don't endorse, and and, and I have to keep my position uh, guarded and so forth in, in the academic community and so and so on and so he, he wrote me that hmm? said a few other things and I wrote back and I said well, so much for that PhD that's uh, you know that has uh, made, made you a sannyasi and then he wrote back and said well Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was restricted hmm? also by his sannyas hmm? and of course I didn't even bother to reply because of other things he said. I just forget this guy. But, uh, but of course, my natural response was, yes, he was restricted, but not in what he would say or what he could write. That You can't do that. that that's the end of the... Even for a Brahmin, if he can't speak. That's why they say, why don't you come? Sometimes they say, why don't you come back to uh, Iskon and keep your mouth shut while you're there? <laughs> it's the implication about all the things that you, you've learned and know. Well, you know... Uh, that's why I left because I couldn't say my piece here. I couldn't speak. So, so uh, if you can't, speak, in fact, the, the the culture is it was in India that in, in times gone by, the the Brahmin could only eat, as who was a teacher, as much as he could speak. Hmm? The sannyasi, like Sukadev, he would he would go from door to door and 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 long enough he would stay uh, and speak. For the cow to be milked, and then there'd be some milk given to him, and he would go on his way. Hmm? If he didn't say anything, they're going to stop giving milk, right? You don't come and get any. So they have something to offer. It's a, of course, milk is is insignificant compared to what they what they offer and the teachings and so forth. So the sannyasi cannot be restricted by what he's. He may be restricted where he can go. Hmm? There's something to be said for that, but not what he can say. Hmm? Good point, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> now, <laughs> what the idea of Mahaprabhu was with regard to asking, t- telling Nityananda to marry was, there are places I can't go, where if a householder goes, nobody's going to complain. So you, 
make yourself as a householder, and then you can go to those places, and then my mission will be complete in terms of being able to circulate this, share this um, as as widely as it as it should. Hmm? So Patit Pabhan Nitananda Prabhu, right? So he married the family of of Goridas Pandit, who's the Subal of Krishna of of of, of Gorlila, and uh, Janava was the principal um, wife, although. It was through uh, Vasudha that this uh, Birchandra uh, was born, who became like a prominent successor of of, of Nityananda Prabhu, and he is, was thought at the time to be the Senapati Acharya, hmm. talked about in some Puranas, because he went Senapati. Sena means like like a general, hmm. like a great 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 figure for disseminating Krishna consciousness very very widely. So people at different times think our guru is the Sainapati Acharya and they make their arguments. But it goes all the way back to Birchandra. Hmm. Uh, but uh, so Janava became prominent in, in the Sampradaya. Hmm. And that, after the passing of Nityanandapu and the Dwarasa Gopals, his associates from Krishna Leela, hmm, Goridas and uh, Udarandatta and, and so on and so forth, Sundarananda. And 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 all their early uh, preaching, and with the passing of Chaitanya of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu's associates were gradually passing on and so forth. The younger Janava remained, and the Goswami's books came out also, with all this sophisticated theological uh, uh, emphasis pointing to the. Madhuryas and uh, Manjari ideal, and so for the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to taste. So now this be- became prominent. Janaba became, became a prominent uh, a charger herself, and uh, and that um, in terms of um, a window into Madhuryasa. Hmm? So there's a difference between that. What's not so it's not what Balaram was. Personally experiencing and sharing, he was sharing it by by pointing to Mahaprabhu. Hmm? In the context of doing that, so many Sakyarasa lineages were were developing and so forth. But with the Goswami's books and and then Janava and then things that happened afterwards, and the Madhuryas became as it should became more more more, more prominent. Um, so that that kind of answers your question, right? Some some information about uh, Ananga Manjari, Bhaktivinoda initiated in, in that line from Janava, Nityananda hmm? Parivar, hmm? um, and um, yeah, I mean we didn't say much about Ananga Manjari in the Leela, but she has very, a very a prominent role there hmm? as well, but no. No relationship with it, with with Balaram. Does that help? Then, good. Okay. What's the time? Okay. For tonight, we'll stop there. Shri Sri Gaur Adamadav ki jai, Anangamanjari ki jai, Shri Janavamata ki jai, Itai Chand ki jai, Krishna Balaram ki jai, Gaur Bhaktavrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande. Vanchakal Patarubhyas Cha Kripasanduvyevat Cha Patitanam Bhavani Vivaishnavi Bhanamunamaha Ananda Bodhi Vaishnavi